I literally believe in my core that every day I'm changing the world. Yeah, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden the world's going to change because of me, but maybe a conversation that you and I have inspires you to go on to this unbelievable idea that creates something that does change the world. You're listening to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, a podcast where I have conversations with inspirational people. My name is Chris, but my family calls me Christoph. My goal is to have as many conversations as possible with people who have forged their own path by pursuing their dreams, making them a reality, all the while emitting positivity and sharing this knowledge with others. I seek these people out and share this information with you, proving to the world that you can do what makes you happy and do what you want for a living while being a good human being. We'll talk about careers, but we'll also cover any story that inspires. Let's do this while helping each other. Thanks for listening. I'm happy you're here. What's up, my friends? Welcome to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, Create Your Career. I'm absolutely honored and humbled that you are here with me today. I'm always excited to have another guest. I'm always excited to share this information. This was a really fun one. This was with my friend, Jeff Forrester. Jeff found me through a podcast that I did with Chad Wright, who was conversation number 101, and now we got connected. I absolutely love social media and how it connects you with people. It is something that is so powerful that when you really use it for good, you can just see so much more good. And that's how we connect it. I couldn't wait to have Jeff on here. If you're familiar with Jeff, he's been on Instagram live with me before talking about the disc profile personality test. We offered a lot of insight and value into that. Today, we talk about a whole plethora, a whole slew of other amazing topics, how he was forced into entrepreneurship, essentially. Unfortunately, when his dad was diagnosed with stage four cancer, he had to work and run the business in his senior year of high school through college by himself and then with his mom. And that is something that means a lot to me that he shared. And we talked about not delegating your personal development to somebody else and a bunch of other great things. Remember, you can find this conversation and all the other contemplations on ChristophLewis.com forward slash podcast or on any of your favorite podcast app. If you find it on YouTube, head over there and subscribe. All the conversations are on video and you can see the guests and it's really cool to be able to see that. So I encourage you to head over there. Thank you so much for your support. The best way to support the podcast is not only to listen, but share with a friend that needs to hear this stuff. And then most importantly is to not only listen, but to go out after you listen and apply what has been discussed in the episodes. That is so crucial to be able to apply that stuff. And don't listen to it, only apply. So thank you so much for listening. Without further ado, welcome to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, Create Your Career. Oh, this is awesome, man. I, I know we, we just talked a little bit about it, but I've listened to a ton of uh, your shows. And I, I first found you when you interviewed Chad Wright. Oh, okay. So yeah, 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 that's right. That was your 100th episode, right. I think it was. I think Chad was, Daniel Sharp was 100. I think Chad might have been 101. 101. But it was right It was right around the same time, but that's so cool. Chad's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So he brought me over um, to your show, and it's been so great. Cool. So this is really cool to be on here as well. Dude, that, that's such an honor, and I think it's so cool. That's, that's what I love about this community is just what you just said right there is that you follow Chad and, and his awesomeness and, and you guys talk and do all of that. But it's like the more that you put this attitude, whether it's negative or positive, out into the universe, the more you get back of it and the more people you can connect with. And then we were able to connect. If you guys are listening right now, you know that Jeff and I did a live 
I mean, it was a few weeks ago now, especially when this comes out, but we went live and we talked about some of the things that we might talk about a little bit here, but personality tests and what those mean. And we could probably do it again. So if y'all want to do that, just let us know. But the point of this is that the more energy, positive energy you put out, the more you get back, the more you connect. And I appreciate that. So I've been looking forward to this for a while, but before we get into the rest of the episode, I'd love to hear more about you and introduce you to the people that may not know you. Uh, well, I really, like I said, I really appreciate this opportunity. Um, my name's Jeff Forrester, and I live in Orlando, Florida, with my beautiful wife, Tammy, of 14 years. <laughs> I was trying to do the math today. I was like, okay, I got to make sure I get this right. So 14 years, and we have an 11-year-old son. His name's Deuce, and my daughter is nine, and her name's Lorelai. And um, we have a, a dog, Jax, and my wife has two cats. So that's the, the summary of my, my personal life. Professionally, I've been in the pharmaceutical industry for, this will be my 21st year. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, several different companies, several different roles within that, but have learned an, an awful ton from that. And I know listening to you and listening to a lot of um, the people that you have on here, you have a lot of entrepreneurs. Well, I came from an entrepreneur background. My dad had a a small business and we did hobbies. So we did radio controlled cars and planes and boats. And this was back before the, the advent of the internet. Right. So I don't know if you can remember that, <laughs> but it, it's been a little while. Um, but you know, it was funny in, in listening to some of these different ones with entrepreneurs is I had a different view of small business ownership. And that's what pushed me into the corporate world. So I don't know if you want me to go into a little bit of that now, but, um, you know, it's, it's perspective mm -hmm. is, is different for everybody. Yeah, no. And thanks for sharing that. I, I do know a little bit more about how your, gosh, I don't even know how to say it, but your background, getting into business, getting into your father's business and, and what you all had to go through to do that. If, if, you know, if you want to share that with us, that I think that would be, yeah. I think that speaks a lot towards about and i'd like to learn more about it and and if it does indeed but i would say that it speaks a lot towards who the man you are today 100 percent. so um my dad had a, a toy store had it for a long time and then in 1990 literally the wednesday before thanksgiving he was diagnosed with lung cancer and sole provider my mom worked at the store with him and the day that he was diagnosed, it was it was already pretty advanced. And so they admitted him into the hospital that Wednesday. Wow. And so anybody who's had a retail business knows that the Christmas holiday is the most important time. And so that's usually the day after Thanksgiving when we moved to the seven day a week working. And well, anyways, so I was a senior in high school. And at that moment, I had to go to work. Um, and so I was fortunate enough to be at a small private school where they were very flexible and allowed mm -hmm. me to go to school in the morning and then leave in time to go open the store because my mom was with my dad. Wow. By the time we found out that it was in both lungs, it was already in his brain and there's no telling where else that it was. And in 1990, we just don't have the advance, didn't have the advances to chemotherapy, but it was late stage anyway. So I, there wasn't a miracle thing that would be out there that would have sure. helped him. Um, but that's when I started. And so that started my journey from the time I was 18 until I graduated college in 1997. I did the, the Tommy Boy um, 
long-term plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there wasn't a doctor before my name. So, <laughs> but, but through that, I worked through the whole time and I learned a lot and it's hindsight is so amazing when you look back and it's perspective is that mm-hmm. those were unbelievable times of my life and you don't realize the things or at the time I didn't necessarily realize the things that I had absorbed from my dad on how to work and from that that really shaped me and I've always been very self-aware and self-reflective negatively and Mm. you know positively but you know from that you know he always talked to me about that there, you should never be sitting on a stool at work because there's always something to be done. And so in a retail store, there 100% is always something to be done. And then one of the other critical lessons that he taught me is the person standing in front of you, getting ready to hand you money is the most important person in your business at that time. And so that taught me to be present, be aware Mm, of those people before me and just watching him sell and watching him talk to people Mm -hmm. And, and retail also is interesting because people come to you and then you just then talk about the, the things that you have and you get them excited about the things you have versus, you know, some other people are more assertive because they're used to that B2B, hey, I've got to go get the sale. Mm-hmm. And so, again, looking back is some of that retail mentality. You know, an introvert can be successful in retail because you don't have to approach anybody. People go, hey, I want that. Mm-hmm. And then you go mm-hmm. and you talk about that. So through that time frame is he passed away eight months after being diagnosed. And so my mom and I ran the business until I graduated college. And so, again, it made wonderful relationships. I learned a ton, but because I saw my dad die with zero retirement, very little um, savings, uh, very little for my mom, because at the time money was tight. And so, of course, timing was was terrible. They backed off on his life insurance. So there was very little for her. And here she is, 46 years old, without a husband and without an income. Um, And so I saw that. And I just remember it's I know you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm -hmm. It's a very poor dad type scenario sure. of, okay, you need to go to school, you need to have a savings account, you need security, right? Because I never, I saw him never have a vacation, no retirement, all these things. And he was starting to have regrets before he was um, diagnosed. He'd had a really good career at the phone company, could have had retirement, could have done all this stuff. And I could tell he was regretting it because he didn't know what else to do, mm-hmm. you know? And okay. I thought as a young guy, you know, and again, in the 90s, it was, you have to go to college. There's no other question. I know you talk yeah. about this quite a bit. Yep. Yeah. There, there wasn't an option, right? And now I look at it, there were tons of options, but we were just so narrow-minded on the approach. Yeah. From that is I just looked at it and I went, Mom, I want a vacation. I want a retirement. I want to know that I'm going to have a paycheck. And that's such a safe scared mentality to have and you know and it it shaped me for a long time right to where the security is in the job not in me right yeah that's a great way to put it 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 was definitely a challenge and i know a lot of people that had that rich dad poor dad challenge that that there's a lot of safety and security in that warm fuzzy blanket of college and a good potentially low paying job with low risk. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, first of all, thank you so much for sharing all that with us. I know regardless of time, those things are always really hard to discuss. And especially when they're your family, because, uh, you know, we're, we're dealing with some stuff on our side of the house and it's just, it's not easy to deal with that kind of stuff. And it's really trying. I think I see it as you, you practice or you preach all this kind of mentality and strength, but when it happens to you and it happens so close to you, it can be hard to do that. So to see you step up as a senior in high school, mind you, and to take over that business, be able to juggle both school and do that and help your family out is incredible. Just flat incredible to me. I actually didn't know that until more recently. And I think that by that like trial by fire kind of by like being forced into the fire just really forges who you are. And like we said in the beginning, like I think that was a huge contributing factor into the man you are today. And you definitely solidified that with the, the, the story of what you just gave us. So that's, uh, that's tough. And I can see a lot of the rich dad, poor dad, what you said in there, oh, yeah. uh, this, you know, the security. And I just finished his, uh, his quadrant book, uh, rich dad's cash flow quadrant. And there's a lot of similarities, obviously. And a lot of the things that, you know, that you said, the people think it's quote unquote, think it's the safe route. But then again, even though they have the schooling, they might not have the savings, they don't have the retirement. And it's almost this illusion of a safety net when in actuality, it may it may not be a safety net. So without without getting too far sidetracked into a financial podcast, it is relevant, though, because like we we agree on. It's this holistic approach of, okay, you subscribe to a growth mindset and I've been pushing it a little bit more lately and it is influenced by the books I'm reading, but it's not only this growth mindset of, hey, I want to become better. How do I become better? But I also believe that finances are involved in that and they do matter and you have to take care of your family and look at the stresses that Jeff just pointed out here that his family had to endure because of that lack of financial planning. So it is really difficult, but you stepped in, you you did awesome, uh, clearly, uh, f- to be able to do that all the way through college, and you guys kept that store open for quite a while, right? Yeah, yeah, we did, and we made the decision at when when we got towards the the end. We we tried to sell it, but there just wasn't any value. Sure. So we were like, let's just close the doors. You know, we yeah. we worked too hard for the name just to give it away to somebody, and so we'd rather put it at rest than just to give it away. Sure. Um, so we decided to do that. And, and, you know, while you were talking with the illusion, you know, it's, it's so funny that just over the last two years, I've started look, reading and really more recently, a lot about stoic philosophers. Okay. And I wish I would have found some of that, that information back then, because, you know, through that, I didn't make a lot of money mm-hmm. and I had a low self-esteem. And so for me, I projected that happiness comes with things. Yeah. And so I really, I resented not having things and not having a, a college lifestyle mm-hmm. because I worked all the time. And I look back and it's the immaturity, but I mean, I, I had that same philosophy in the, deep into my thirties that I resented not having a, a college life, but I look now wow. the lessons yeah. I learned were just invaluable. So if, if when we look back that we shouldn't resent, we should embrace what we went through because it does shape us who we Mm -hmm. are 
And I know that I learned a ton of responsibility. I learned a lot of things that have really contributed to me well into my adult life from those moments sure. because I didn't do all the stupid stuff that a lot of college kids do. Yeah. So that's a great point. I will say though, it is a lot easier, obviously in retrospect, but mm-hmm. I have a couple things that come to mind. And one of them is, is that, gosh, if you could only know that as you were going through it, it's like, I wish I knew the good old days were happening when the good old days were happening, you know, that, that funny <laughs> quote, but I'm wondering, my question to you would be, have you been able to implement anything in your current life to be better or more cognizant of that as you're going through things? So essentially, what do you implement into your life to be able to be more present in the moment, kind of like you were saying, to be present with the customer at the counter? Yeah, you know, great question. And when I was looking about career transitions, to me, a lot of it has been because I was shaped by working all the time Mm -hmm. that a lot of my being present exists now, not just within work, but at home and then in my, my spiritual walk as well. And I know when you talk to Chad, he's all about body, soul and spirit. Sure. And for me, just having a focus on, you know, my, my word for 2020 is connect. Like I, I just, I want to have a deeper connection with people and not constantly thinking what's going to be the next thing that I can talk about what, what's in it for me, mm-hmm. what's in it for me is to getting to know you better, to understand what, what you value, what your family values. And that's one of the things of just being intentional. And, and I know you've, you've talked about this and, and other people have talked about it is we just have to focus on where our feet are now bloom where you're planted is something that I've heard a ton of. And, those are things that I practice, but I also think back of the times that I had standing in front of a customer, looking at them eye to eye. And I still do because I'm in sales. Once, once people know that you care, and again, we're just throwing out a ton of, of, you know, quotes is nobody cares until they know how much you care. Right. And, sure. and you go through all these different things that you go. And I don't I have no idea if I'm even answering your question. No, you are. Um, but just, as having that moment to stand and connect. And so more recently, what I've decided to do is that all of my effort and work has been work and we all learn. And I know you've talked about this on a couple of podcasts as well is we do specifically as men. And I know women do this as well is we're really good at setting goals, setting tactics and strategies for our professional career. If, if you had me sit down and talk to you about my territory, I could, explain it bar none top to bottom key customers what am i going to do what do i need to do and how often do i need to do it well i started thinking and and i'm big on knowing your weaknesses because so many people just try to leverage their strengths but their weaknesses mm-hmm. is what ends up bringing them down it's the achilles heel type philosophy and so i shifted and i said okay i need to keep my focus here but have I ever set goals, strategy, and tactics on running my family? And I'd never done mm, it. Mm-hmm. And so for me to be present, I sat down and I used my, my goal tracking sheet to what's my goal as a family man. Yeah. And, and I built strategies and I built tactics with timelines to hold myself accountable to those things because we can't just always be present and focus on 
driving our professional life Mm -hmm. because like for me, they're not going to put pharmaceutical sales. They're not going to put, you know, professional coach. They're not going to put podcaster on your tombstone. At least we hope not. Right. I want to put loving husband, father and brother and son. That's, that's the stuff that I want. And so for me, the big lesson that I learned there is not only be present in front of your customer, but I, in essence, grew up without a dad because he worked nine to nine every day. And I, and I always told myself I would never do that. That's why I went into the corporate world. Well, I was working probably from seven to seven, you know, or seven to eight, or I was on the road from, you know, Monday to Thursday because I needed to work. And I started to realize work's also a fantastic distraction mm. to things that are going on up here. Yep. If I focus on work, I don't have to deal with my brain <laughs> and, and all the ruminating thoughts that That's I have. That's a going scary good it. point, man. That's a scary good point. And, and until I really realized that and I thought about it, I'm like, well, no wonder I stayed busy all the time because I didn't want to deal with all the, the, the insecurities that I had, the bad decisions that I had made the just all the different things that were coming up that I needed to face, but I did. And a great way to do that is to bust open Excel, create some pivot tables and go to town. Yeah, you know? man. Yeah. There's so much, there's so much goodness there. And you absolutely did answer the question. How do you be more present right now? How did you, how did you take your lessons learned and actually learn from them? Like I always say, like, it's great talking about this stuff, but how are you applying it? So to go out there and again, bring that holistic approach to where, yeah, you, people can talk about their jobs all day. Like you just rattled on, like people can do that for sure. But can you do that for things that you're passionate about? Can you do that for your family? And it's awesome that you bring that up because one of the things that I've been trying to do lately is be better for my family, for my wife. And for me as a new dad with an almost one-year-old now, it's uh, and it's crazy saying that out loud, by the way. But for uh, for for being a new dad and trying to figure out how do I continue to be a good husband? How do I be a better husband? You know, she she needs that attention. She needs me to do those little small things for her. And I always try to pretend like I'm still dating her to a sense. Like, what would I do to date the crap out of her? You know, like how, how would I do that? But so I, I <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But I think it's a it's a cool way to look at it. And essentially, yeah, I agree. I agree with your answer about being there and it's being connected. And how can I be more connected to this person? So how can I be more connected to my daughter, to my wife, to those around me and applying the things or taking the things that you apply in your professional life and apply them to your personal life as well? And I love, love, love what you said about being distracted by your day job. Like, I really like that. Um, And for me, I really like that because I see it in myself and I am distracted by a lot of things. And I think a lot of what we do right now, and again, I can only speak for myself, is to be distracted by things. And it's really easy to be distracted by things. And it can distract you, but you can also, like you said, we can answer your question both ways, like negatively and positively. We can say we can connect more with these things or we could actually distract ourselves more with these things. So it's just, it's how you use it, right? And uh, to have goals for your family, I think is, is very important. Does it know your weaknesses? Like I have a hard time professionally dealing with ambiguity. It's something I'm consciously trying to overcome. It's really hard for me, but I know that if I get better at that, I will be more effective at my job and I'll be able to further strengthen the things that I'm good at. So 
No, that's that's really good that you did bring that up. I wanted to talk about, I know you had talked about, um, you touched a little bit about it already, but the three things that are the critical factors that you learned from your business that you attribute to your success. Yeah. So um, if it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's understanding yourself. This is what you're talking about. Understanding yourself, um, importance of communication, developing yourself and then setting the proper course. And so to me, those four things are vital. And, And at first, when I started writing those down, I was thinking about them from a professional perspective. Of, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. what have I done to coach people? What have I done to learn? And I started thinking that those four things also relate to me personally, right? With my family, those four things. And then spiritually, you know, the, all, those four things just really create, and it's the intentionality of it mm-hmm. because, you know, th- there's so many times that we just, we say things, but we don't follow through on them. Yeah, man. And yeah. it's like, you just have to be intentional. And so for me, like, if I'm going to like one of your posts, I'm going to read it. I mean, how many people just go through and scroll and just bam, 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 just hit these things. But if you think about just the intentionality of it and intentionally trying to understand yourself, like you said, you struggle with the ambiguity. So then now it's okay. What books can I read that will help me mm. overcome some of those things? How can I utilize improving that to make me even a better leader, a better coworker, a better husband, a better father? Because ambiguity with kids are constant. It's a common theme. Are constant. <laughs> you know, then the importance of communication. It's, you know, a great book that I would highly recommend if you haven't read it. It's What Got You Here Won't Get You There. It's so good. And so, and the author's name's slipping my mind. It's right up here, but I'm not going to waste time digging it around. But it's a great book because the, the guy's like, I'm not teaching people what they should do. I'm teaching people what they shouldn't do. And one of the things that he talks about in there is using the word, but really being intentional with the words. My wife's like, I don't even know how you realize you say these things. And I go, because I'm listening to myself mm-hmm. as I talk. I'm a mm-hmm. processor by nature. And I know mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about this mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. Instagram live is I just, I process things, but I'm very aware of the words that come out of my mouth. And I, I'm big on word economy is be most efficient with your words and eliminate a lot of the ah, I love that word economy. Yeah, man, I I'm like just that. Getting rid of those, and if you think about the word "but," how many times in a conversation do you use <laughs> "but"? Yeah, incorrectly, right? It's it's a it's an un because it negates everything that's before that. Like, honey, I love you, but so you don't love. <laughs> but just interjecting that butt part just negates anything before it. When you could say, you know, I love you. And a thought that I had would be this. And so it just changes mm, the whole tone of sure. the conversation. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's one aspect of that. And then developing yourself is just intentional. Like you mm. reading this book a week. I, I can't do that. I'm not going to do because mm. <laughs> that's a full-time job, but, yeah. but you're intentional about it. Right. And so many people want to be developed, but they don't choose to just take action on it and be, you know, intentional. So sure. one of the things that we always talk about is you're in control of your own development. And so many times in the corporate world, people are like, well, I want to be developed. 
okay, so what are you doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I'm waiting for you to tell me what to do. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, we have a lot of resources, but are you going to take advantage of them? Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's bringing awareness to people that, that nobody's going to do anything for you. And this is the entrepreneurial part of it is like when I was at the store, nobody was going to sweep the floors. Nobody were going to straighten the models. I had to do it if it needed to get done. And so not delegating my own development to somebody else is so important mm-hmm. for me. And so I'm just a student of that and trying to work on that. And then setting the proper course, it's, it's really sitting down and making the decision of, I know where I want to go and then what do I need to do to get there? Yeah. And dude, so a lot of those things that. are, like I said, with families, with um, work and spirituality, whatever it may be, is looking at an end goal, but then creating the strategies to get you to that goal. And then what are the tactics that are going to help you get there? Mm-hmm. And so based on all those things is that I'm just trying to, as I get older, realize that if I want to accomplish what I want to accomplish, I've got to sit down, put in a little bit of time and go through it. And that's what everybody has to do. Like, And that's why I'm not trying to tell people what to do, but I feel like these are enough that if people sat down and just looked at those four areas, that they can come up with their own equation of success. Yeah, I would encourage people to rewind a few moments and re-listen to those four. I thought it was three, but those four are really good. I think that's really good, and I can't wait to go back, as I always say, and re-listen to this as I edit it, and then I listen to it again. And I do listen to myself as I'm talking, and I also listen to myself very, 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 very detailed when I edit to be able to, like I said, or like you said, have this word economy. What did, yeah, you said word, yeah, word economy. And I have up on my whiteboard, I'm looking at right now, and I was looking at it while you're talking because I was like, oh, so familiar, like, especially as a podcast host, and I'm already doing it as I'm talking, unfortunately, but I have say more with less over here, right behind the camera, I have words to cut out of speech. And I do this a lot, and I'm doing my best to get better at it, but like, you know, um, so, and, I'm sure butts in there as well, like you were saying. So I have all these things right here that are just not necessary and I'm doing my best to to get better at them. But I know I have got better at them. And it's that's a str- it's not easy. I'll tell you, as a podcast host no. that talks to people, to be able to analyze as you're talking, analyze yourself as you're talking is something that I've only recently begun to get decent at. And I have a lot of work to do, but I would encourage people to practice this word economy to say more with less, even uh, professionally speaking, I'll write an email out and I'm like, how can I make this shorter? How can I make this more to the point? So again, see, I said my, so, so I'm very, cog- I'm trying to be cognizant of that, but it's a, it's a work in progress. Yeah, it is, it is, it's, it is so much true. It's so very true. So that's, again, it's something that I'm working on and I'm very appreciative of you sharing that with us. Before we get out of here again, Jeff, I feel like we just have to go live more because I really enjoy talking to you 
and it's so easy to fill 30 minutes with you. I think our live was probably about the same. What you guys all know, one of the most important things that I love talking about, I, I love diving into the depths of what my guests are, who they are, what they've done, what they want to do. But I always, always want to encourage the conversation and the helping of other people. You and I talk pretty regularly uh, as much as I can. And obviously to you and everybody else listening, I have just, with everything going on, I'm slow to get back to everybody, but I still encourage the conversation. And we always talk about helping other people. That's why we did our live. That's why we're doing this recording right here. So I want to ask you, Jeff, why are you so impassioned about helping other people you know and, and that's a fantastic question is one is again my faith drives me to just want to help other people um you know i've tried to you know one of the goals that i've had is to try to live a christ-like life and for me that's just helping other people and putting other people first it doesn't mean that i don't take care of myself because if i'm not the best version of myself then i can't help mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. Right. Thinking about those things and just wanting to help other people, wanting to connect other people because and I know this sounds weird and I've tried to figure out different ways of how to say it is I wish I had somebody take interest in me like I'm trying to take interest in other people when I was younger. Yeah, like I needed that is a hard. mentor really bad. I needed somebody to say, look, those are bad decisions because we all assume that we all know what's right or wrong but then all of a sudden as we get older and you start seeing a lot of people making gray decisions that you gray becomes dark pretty fast Mm -hmm. if you're not careful and so for me i just want to help people Um, i love helping people and i love watching them succeed you know one of the things we talked about was personality profile i'm a high s so i'm a high team guy like i would rather see you be successful and you all of a sudden gain all these awards over anything that I would done. But where my reward comes is knowing that I was there to help you and fill a, fill a void or fill a gap that you may have needed. Mm-hmm. And something I may have said helped propel you into to greatness. I've got two good friends that we go back and forth all the time and we call ourselves the accountability tribe. <laughs> and so at the beginning of the year, my phrase is I'm changing the world. I, I literally believe in my core that every day I'm changing the world. Yeah, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden the world's going to change because of me, but maybe a conversation that you and I have inspires you to go on to this unbelievable idea that creates something that does change the world. Yeah. So for me, of just getting it at the micro level is just the more I can help people, the better the world gets. Yeah. And the more I can spread positivity and lift other people up, the better the world gets. I mean, there's no downside to being positive. No, man. That, and that's just, it aligns so much with me. And I love that. And I've said it before. And when I first started saying it, I was like, gosh, I might sound crazy. But I was like, hold on a second. Like, do you believe this? The answer is yes undoubtedly yes i do believe with the smallest effect the smallest change i mean if everybody had the thought that oh what i do doesn't really impact the world and there's no way that little old me could change the world but if everybody thought that we most definitely wouldn't be able to cause this great positive change in the world the more conversations that we have like this and the more encouraging we do to have the conversations with each other and to encourage people further that the small things that you do do change the world, then absolutely we will. And I firmly believe that. 
just as much as you do through and absolutely through. I believe it. And I would not be doing this if I didn't believe that. And I know you wouldn't be doing what you do if you didn't believe it through and through, because there's just no way. There's no way I could be doing this for as long as I have and as much as I do it. And as often as I do it, if I didn't care about it that much, because there are so many days when I just don't want to do this because it's, there's other things, there's like things that need to get done and it's not easy. So that's a reach reach that you have, like those times that you put that map up and you've got a map over your shoulder. Yeah. And I mean, who would have thought, and you may not have ever imagined that you're now reaching people in other countries yeah i i didn't i sure no it's it's crazy no and it's a good point and you i don't think we give ourselves enough credit i say it a lot in my contemplation episodes we we don't give our we we sell ourselves short i continuously do it with me and i've seen this reoccurring theme amongst myself and amongst my peers is that not only are we selling ourselves short but the more we do something and the better we are at something i'm not saying i'm really good at something right now but the more we do it and the more consumed we are by it, I don't think we give ourselves enough credit because we just, it's what we come to expect. It's like technology, something, the new technology seems crazy. And then when we have it, we expect that it'd be there and we get pissed when it's not there. So we, we need to give ourselves more credit for those things and then believe in ourselves that we truly can change the world. And I don't give a crap if it sounds cliche and I don't crap if I sound crazy because you need to be a little crazy to be able to change the world, man. So this has been absolutely sure. great. No, you're right. And I appreciate you saying that. And that's why, you know, I would, I would definitely consider you a friend because I need people to say that kind of stuff to me and support because if we're not supporting each other, then, you know, nothing that we just talked about makes any sense or, or matters. I would love, uh, before we get out of here, to tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram or website or anything like that. Yeah, so Instagram, I'm very active on there, and I've, I've got to figure out. I picked the bad screen name when I first started. <laughs> you can sh- you can um, switch it. You can switch it. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's F-O-R-R-E-J-B-6810. Um, and you can go on there, and I, I'm just big on, if you don't want to see pictures of my kids and things that I do and positive notes and the the occasional Bible verse I'm not the guy to follow but um, if you like that stuff you know please give me a follow and then also I have a a website that I have linked on there that uh, goes into my my not my day job but what my side hustle is is in the in the evening and weekend hours similar to you guys so um that's something that i'm doing as well yeah thanks jeff this has been really really fun it's been really enjoyable i know we could definitely have you on again because there's there's just so much to talk about and i think i need to carve out some more time to go live again because it's really enjoyable and what i love about that is it's two-way we can have people ask us questions and we can kind of live chat some things out like that because i know when when right when you're listening to a podcast you're like oh i wish i could interject and just ask a question real quick or something so live is really special for that so look for that look for jeff's stuff his contact information website and instagram handle in the summary the show notes you'll be able to find it whether you're on itunes apple Podcasts, youtube or anything like that and jeff thank you so much for your time this has been thoroughly enjoyable and have a great rest of your night i appreciate it you too all right appreciate see you man it. thank you Oh, 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 oh,